Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. This is the Scummy Mummies podcast. Hello and welcome to the Scummy Mummies podcast. I'm Helen Thorne. And I'm Ellie Gibson. And guess what, Ellie? What? We have the most fabulous guest. We have Rebecca Humphreys. Yay! Oh my gosh! <laughs> In the flesh! Here I am. How are you, Rebecca Humphreys? Oh, I'm so well. I'm enjoying my Prosecco. I'm having a lovely time. Oh, you're very welcome. I mean, you brought the Prosecco. No, you brought the Prosecco. I know I actually did, but we got it free from a gig, So, but I put it in in a recycled bag so it looked like I'd made an effort. I hadn't listened up. I just had not. <laughs> That's the first I've heard of that. <laughs> How generous! I put it in like a gift bag, so it made it look like I really cared. But you know, I but just, you just you just don't pulled it out of the fridge. Uh, that's uh, that's how I roll. Um, now, Rebecca, we are absolutely thrilled you're on the Scummy Mommies podcast. You're an actress, a beauty blogger. Can I say that now? I guess so. Yeah, You've got a I mean, beauty I, website. I've got a website. I do a lot of it. So yeah. I suppose that is what I do. You're a cat owner. You're a mummy of a cat. I'm a cat mother. He is uh, my baby too. I actually, I, I've got a, I've got a new uh, flatmate at the moment, and I've just moved into a new place. And you know that thing where you sort of know someone, you're getting to know someone new. I always want to be very impressive because he's a drag queen, so I want him to be my friend. And, um, and I entered the house the other day thinking that no one was there and sort of spoke to my cat how I would speak to my cat when no one else could hear. Mm. And, oh, well, um, please tell me you're going, oh, lovely pussy. <laughs> My pussy, I love my, I love pussy, my pussy so much. I'm going to stroke my pussy right now. Actually, you know, it was more pathetic because you know my baby talking to my cat like it was my my actual child, and um, it sort of had this voice going, "Ah yeah." <laughs> and I was like, "Oh shit!" What were you saying to the cat though? Put your shoes on. Put your shoes on. Don't touch that. You can't eat off the floor. Do you want a biscuit? Basically, yeah, basically. Yeah. If you're good, you can have an iPad. All right. <laughs> Oh, what's it like living with a drag queen? That, that sounds like it's my in, secret dream. It's exactly as as fabulous as it sounds. Oh. I mean, I love him. He's he's just fantastic. But yesterday, um, yesterday I kind of got um, shuffled quite quickly out of the room where three of them were having a meeting because they had to, uh, they had to choreograph a routine to It's Raining Men by Saturday. <laughs> And I just was not. Not welcome. now, Rebecca. And not I was, now. It was, I was not welcoming that room. And it's like, raining men. It's not raining, Rebecca. Yeah, quite. <laughs> yeah, it was you know along those lines. But it was sort of I was just you know outside the door, kind of with a cup against the a cup against the frame, trying to listen in, like and trying sort of <laughs> absolutely gagging to see what they were doing. It's sort of like living with a really wonderful girlfriend who um, can't wear my clothes. <laughs> 
like? What's not to love? Oh, um, like. Now, can you just go back and say, so the trowel is your beauty uh, website. website, and you yes. do it with this lovely woman called Claire. Yes, 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 Claire. And what we really, really disliked about the beauty industry is just all the bollocks surrounding it, and all the crap that women get told. I mean, I'm from, you know... Uh, a really staunchly working class family in Norwich and I'm just it makes me really really sick how a lot of the beauty industry will literally just make up lies for women like and sort of sell aspirational values to women because they're sort of feeding off the fear of getting older or the fear Mm. of not being enough Mm. and um and actually some of these some of these brands that do that will will charge 70 80 quids for something that pertains to create a miracle and and we kind of wanted to go look let's just review stuff all the products that we really like let's be really honest and say this costs 70 quid and yeah it is actually really good and Mm. it does it does kind of work it doesn't do do everything that it sets out to but this is 7.99 and that sort of does more or less the same thing so can you th- i'm putting you on the spot but can you throw out some hero products what are some good oh, budget God, yeah. products we should oh uh, budget ones buy? for example lnet is the best hairspray oh we love lnet nyx uh nyx matte lip oh nyx yes, yeah i've got yeah. one of those they're nice they're really yeah. good they're about 5.99 and they're this they're a brand that um i'm i really love because I know that they, uh, A, they're a big, the big for, in the drag community, which is always a good test because it means it stays on for shows. And, 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 they, and they, oh yeah, right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was being polite. Um, um, but if you're feeling flush, are there any luxury products that are, are worth mm. it? A bit spoily, a bit treaty. Yeah, I mean, I, I wrote the book on this. I'm just, I'm, I'm so terrible for just... I, I, I'm a sucker for a luxury brand. I mean, my favourite thing is a face oil. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing quite so luxurious. Oh. Nothing says luxury like a greasy face. Like a, like a big greasy say, face yeah. sitting, oh. in front of the, sitting in front of the telly. Yeah. Covered in, covered in grease. But um, What's your favourite face oil? I love a Clarins face oil. Oh. I love a Clarins Will Lotus face oil. Right. Let's get some oil. I think I'm on a mission it. to get everyone oily faced. So, wh- where is the trowel? It's www.thetrowel.co.uk. Mm-hmm. Now, c- can we can we talk about the thing? Of course, we is can talk it about all right the thing. to talk about the thing? Because I feel like I don't want to define you by the thing, but it's 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 the elephant in the room. Yeah, and that elephant's name is Sean Fucking Walsh. <laughs> so you don't have to. Wow. Yeah. She's so bold, listener. She's so bold. It's very she's bold. I thought you were going to say she's really come dancing. It's quite shocked. Um, if you don't want to, that's fine. But I feel like it's no, your story. Course. So do you mind for anyone who doesn't know about the thing, would you do you want to explain the thing or do you want me to summarise the thing? Of course I will. Yeah, of course I'll explain. Um, I suppose so. I was kind of, I kind of rose to prominence, if you like, in the public eye last year because my now ex-boyfriend was on Strictly Come Dancing. You may have heard of it. And he was he was caught, he was papped in the street, getting off with his dance partner. Um, and it all came out in the sun because, you know, it would. And I made a statement, uh, on, on which I released on social media, um, detailing actually some of the stuff that I knew would be missing from the tabloid media that I felt was really important because um, we'd broken up by that point and I kind of knew that there was a possibility that I would be represented in the media as someone, just some sort of 
hysterical woman that couldn't take the fact that her boyfriend was snogging someone else so she left him and actually there was more to it than that and I thought it was really important to um to make it really clear mm. when I saw those pictures of him snogging mm-hmm. his partner in this I was I was shocked that he would even that he would like do that because like if if you're a bit famous right you know about the paparazzi and if you're on Strictly you must know about oh, they that. know about it they actually get taken like when they first do it they actually get taken into a room and told have a media they have a media chat because he came home and told me about it and he was like oh we all had to go into this room and have this big chat that the press are going to follow us every single place that we go was he taking a piss when they said don't snog someone outside a fucking pub well you think it's a given (laughs) but then so then I was quite I kind of thought that's odd like that he would let himself be photographed it's one thing to do that's another thing to let yourself be photographed doing that. And then I read that it was your fucking birthday. Yeah. It was your birthday. It was my birthday. <gasps> I just knew it, you know. I was on the phone to Claire, actually, that night. I called Claire up. Um, just absolutely in bits, you know. Oh. There I am at home, having made dinner for two people. He's not coming home. He's not texting me. I haven't heard from him since about... 10 in the morning, you know, as well, you know. I'm and you'd been together, what, five years? Five and a half years, Wow. Yeah. Okay, and so this know, is not like you'd been with him for two weeks. Yeah, you know, you we're, were, not, living we're not mucking about. Yeah, no. we've, been, we've been living together five years. Mm. And, um, you know, we had a house and stuff. And I guess that, like, I guess on that particular evening, you know, I have to make it, I have to be honest and say that, like, nothing was specifically explicitly said that we were going to be doing anything. But at the same time, like... I've been really supportive of his Strictly career and his Strictly journey. Like, some would say overly supportive. Like, I made a fucking T-shirt for him that said, keep calm and listen to Katya. <laughs> like, you know, lol. And, um, <laughs> like, I've been really... I made, like, him a box, like, that had, like... That, I, that had, you know, famous dancers from movies all over it. And, like, you know, a knee support and, you know... Dancing socks. Do you know, I, I was, I, you know, I was really, really you were just on board. Being fucking nice. I was being a nice girlfriend, yeah. and then I suppose that actually he was spending a lot of time rehearsing, and I knew that you know he's not a natural dancer, and I'm being polite. <laughs> um, he was so. really shit. He was so shit to watch. So I was being really supportive, yeah. of that. and I'm kind of a dancer as well. So I'm helping him, you know, in his downtime. I'm making sure that he doesn't go on television and humiliate himself, <laughs> and. You know, doing all these things to be nice. And then, of course, I get this message saying we're going for a drink. And that's at the point at which, like, oh, are you taking the piss, mate? Like, you're rehearsing, you know, for God's sake, in inverted commas, until whatever time every single night you're going on, it takes two, saying that I'm, you know, people are going, oh, and Zoe Ball's going, and apparently you're rehearsing more than any of the other contestants. No shit. (laughs) Um, And stuff, and... And suddenly when he goes, oh, I'm going for a drink, you know, that's when you get, you know, I was really, I felt really abandoned, you know, in that moment. And I'm on the phone to Claire saying, is this a thing? You know, should I should be worried, shouldn't I? Like, this is not normal. And you'd and heard about the curse of Strictly and all that bollocks. Of course, yeah. I'm a huge Strictly fan. Right. I'm a massive Strictly fan. And mm. I'd be lying if I said that it hadn't crossed my mind, you know. And when mm. I say crossed my mind, like actively vocalised it to Sean. Um, what did he say when you said that? <laughs> You don't want to talk about no, it. I was mental. <gasps> of course. Of course. But mm. by, by which point, I was just so accustomed to that being a part of our, our relationship language that actually, um, I think we both were. I think we both were accustomed to that word and that kind of um, mentality being so embedded in our relationship that actually it didn't feel, um, it didn't feel huge anymore. It didn't feel huge to be called that. So it's because I don't, I've not experienced it, but 
from what I've read about it, it sounds like it feels like being in a, in a loop almost. Like So you get into the sort of habit of, oh, this is the role. Yeah. I'm the mental one. You're the sane one. Yeah. You know, I mean, and I know, you're questioning everything. You think you've got a feeling. And, and so many women talk about this. They know in their waters. They know in their bones something's not right. I, yeah. And actually, um, it's, a, it's a really interesting thing to, to think about in terms of taking responsibility for that. And it's something that I've um, really really worked on you know I, I I see a therapist the Daily Mail ran this article saying Rebecca Humphreys in therapy after Sean Walsh thing and I sort of I retweeted it with a thing saying um I've actually been in therapy for ages and I'm really not ashamed of it either like it's not like she's had a breakdown it's like no, no actually it's something that I do and that I think that like a lot of people could really benefit from and that I'm not afraid to talk about um what, what's your turn to if Rebecca Humphreys is, is I don't know drinking herself blind yeah. every night to you try know, and forget which, about what a prick yeah. her ex-boyfriend is like what you can't win right you know you yeah. can't sort yourself you can't out. win but like I'm, I'm I'm actually something that's really you know come out of this and something that I've discovered about myself is that I am actually really reasoned and I was um I was kind of led to believe and allowed myself as well like I wasn't led by anyone I allowed myself to to you know take that and get conditioned in that way to believe that I was completely unreasonable and that I was someone who wasn't particularly articulate wasn't instinctive you know all of these things and actually I am all of those things um but I guess that one thing that me and my therapist have been talking about a lot is the notion of taking responsibility for, um, like, allowing myself to ignore my instincts. And I did have instincts. I knew when shit was going down and I chose to turn a blind eye to it. And why, why do you think that was? Why did you do that? Because at the time... I sound like your therapist now. No, yeah, tell me about yeah. that. <laughs> and I'm really conscious as well of like sort of answering quite quickly and that it might, you know, I might not actually feel this way about that tomorrow, but in this moment, I suppose the answer <laughs> is, um, I just um, believe that this, this was it. I believe that this relationship was it, that this was um, what was meant to happen. This was like my lot in life. And um, I really, really loved this person. Like, I really, you loved him and thought, yeah. I really damn well loved him. And I, and I thought um, and you felt that I understood him. I, I, I thought that I understood him and he understood me on a totally, totally different level to that anyone else could understand. And, you know, it's, it, you know people think that pe- women, not everyone thinks this. I think this is becoming like actually quite um, challenged at the moment. But I think people think that women who are in this position are quite weak. And that just isn't the case at all. And I used my own strength against myself, I think. I thought not every woman could put up with this, but I can. Mm. And I'm, you know, I'm really, I'm a strong person and I can actually handle this. I can cope with it. Um, Which is all bollocks. Like, I definitely couldn't. I definitely changed fundamentally, like, who I was. Or even if you could, you shouldn't fucking have to. You shouldn't have to put up with it. Yeah, well, that's something that, like, I totally didn't, it didn't even occur to me that, um, that other people were having relationships that didn't involve this. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Because I didn't talk to my friends about it. I didn't tell them the truth of my relationship because on some level I think I thought um, that they would tell me to get out of there, get the fuck out of there and don't ever go back. And I was scared that they would do that. Um, and I was absolutely right as well because having spoken to all of them since, not you know, they were all like, if, if I had known, I would have dragged you out of there. I was like, I know, that's why I didn't say anything. Mm. But because I didn't speak to any people really about what their relationships were like, I kind of didn't really know what a healthy relationship looked like, mm. you know? And I think that's so true of so many people. They're like, 
and even Ellie and I, when we're talking to like audience members or, or just women we've met along the way, they just they just think that that's the norm and that yeah. really bad behaviour. Oh, it's just a man thing, or you know, oh, oh I'll, I'll just, yeah, absolutely. I'll, I'll just put up with that, or you know, he's nice sometimes, or you know, all those all those kind of things, and, yeah. and it's just not okay. And when that person, I mean, it wasn't like it. It's funny me talking about it now because obviously, like, I know, like, the overriding thing is that it was not a good, healthy relationship. It was a really toxic relationship. But there were moments in that relationship that were really nice and that were really tender and loving and vulnerable. And I absolutely fed off those moments like you know and I would justify his actions so much because I knew that at some point or I I hoped that at some point it would roll around and I would feel that way in the relationship again and it always did but that's called a cycle (laughs) you know or a psycho Uh, yeah quite yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) quite yeah but um it sounds almost like a drug addiction like you're pursuing the high even though you know the lows are like incredibly yeah like you yeah know. that's what it was like and then when and when when there was kindness you know from both of us as well like because I was unhinged at times and I didn't recognize myself and there were times that I I was wild with rage you know and 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 hurt and sadness and you act out of those things don't you in ways that you don't you don't particularly like about yourself so I have to you know I had to own that um but when there was kindness in it it was like the sun was shining on me and (laughs) that you know I was I was you know I was full of glitter or something Mm. you know I was I was you know the, the highs of it was so extreme um but they did not warrant the lows of it. They definitely didn't. Um, and I, I absolutely know that now. And I mm. think that I think that I, I knew that at the time as well. Because I was going to say, because it's it can't have been like because I don't know how. Did you see the pictures? Was that the first you knew? Was that did someone tell uh, you or? Uh, Sean told me. He told you, right? Shit. But he was, he was pushed because it had come out. Right. Um, it, he, he, he had no choice at all. So what, he rung you up and said... No, I was at Strictly. Oh, my God. It was, it was just after he had done the Paso Doble of Shame. Oh. On the... Uh, <laughs> on the, the Paso Doble of Shame. And then the following week, it was the Virgin Charleston, as oh, I recall. No touching. Yeah. I know. Jazz no hands. touchy, no touchy. Yeah, the jazz oh, hands. For God's sake. All jazz hands and smiles. Oh, like, Christ. Are you for real? I, I, yes, yeah. we're all booing at the, the telly. Oh, Me and my kids just, and my husband are like, oh, he shouldn't be on that. Get him off. Just madness. Yeah. Just madness. It's just such a farce, you know. It's like, let's paper this over with glitter and, yeah. and smiles. Yeah. Because I, um, I guess I'm getting at what point from finding out that that thing had happened. Uh-huh. And like, because because it's like as you describe it to me, okay, this thing happened, this event happened, of him mm-hmm. stung this woman, but it's not really about that. Is it's it? not it's about, about that history thing. So what? At what point did you sort of realise this isn't actually about a snog in the street? This is about a bigger relationship, and I can get out of it, and I will be all right, sort of thing. Uh, it was, I think, of everything to do with this incident in my life, and I think I will always think of everything as before before I found out and after I found out actually actually probably before the statement and after the statement um your statement my statement um because of because of how I turned it around for myself um but it was 
one of the most extraordinary moments of my life when I found out about um, about what had happened and about what was going to be on the front page the following day because he told me and I've described it as um, I always I, I like I've, I had led myself or like, like I I had allowed myself to be led is the right wording to believe that I was an erratic, uh, very uh, volatile, um, sort of slightly deranged, manic woman. And when I found out the thing that I thought would have destroyed me, it was complete a complete oasis of calm. And I just stood there and I heard it and I went, oh. <laughs> and inside, honestly, it, I went, Rebecca, you've got this. Wow. You've got this. Wow. And um, I honestly just stood there and looked at this bloke and I thought, oh, you're not good enough for me. <gasps> and you never, ever have been, have you? Amazing. And... I just looked and I sort of had this slight, I was nodding and I wasn't smiling, but I, nor was I, nor did I cry. I just stood and took it and I just, and I just went, mm, right, <gasps> all right. And I swear to you, I mean, it sounds, I don't know if it sounds like I'm making it up, but I, I absolutely, in that moment, fundamentally, I was like, you're a scumbag, aren't you? <laughs> it was really extraordinary. And yeah. I'm telling you, um, Claire and I went to Amsterdam, no, to Copenhagen um, in the summer before. He was just about to start Strictly. And we had a huge conversation where I said to her, my worst nightmare, she said, what's the worst that could happen? I said, the worst that could happen is that he has an affair with his partner and it's in the papers and I'm humiliated and all of my family and friends know about it. And suddenly, like, sex is, like, brought into my, like, my life like for my mum and dad to see, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like and all this stuff. I end up going to South East London with these two pricks, and one of them's Australian, and they make me tell the <laughs> whole fucking story sitting on their sofa with she knew. Prosecco. What a, she knew. What a nightmare! What a nightmare! Oh. But um, but but then yeah. it fucking happened. And then, then it, it happened. And then it, and then it happened, and um, and and it happened, and it was just the total opposite of what I thought that I would, how, how I thought I would feel and behave. And obviously like it's been, it was really difficult that the, the most difficult stuff to deal with was the stuff that subsequently came out in the papers about other affairs, um, which it did. Mm. And, and you didn't know about those? Oh, I, I, I think on some level I definitely did. Shit. Um, I think on some level I definitely, definitely knew about them all. And, oh. um, and uh, that was really difficult, but it was also very validating because the thing that in that moment, in the moment where he told me about Katya and that they were going to be on the front page the next day, uh, there was the sense of, oh, you're, you're just, you're just no good. And the sense of, Rebecca, you were right about everything. And if there's if there's one thing that makes me feel empowered, it's knowing that I was bloody right. Yeah, like they, all those feelings, all the yeah. thoughts, and all the doubts, and all those sort of things, and yeah. all the the lies that you were meant to believe about yourself. Mm-hmm. It's just, yeah, yeah. Because that's for me. That's yeah. the thing. It's, it's one thing to have affairs, and to be honest, people have affairs all the time. And sometimes people fall in love with other people, or they fall out of love, and yeah. yep. shit. And this is not to belittle what happened, but sh- shit happens. Agreed. Right? No, but to make 
for me, the, the thing of making you feel like you're crackers well, and it's all in your head, that yeah. is, that's a different it's level cruel. of shit. Man. And it was never, yeah. for me, like the whole, uh, to be honest, like the whole uh, kissing thing, like in the street, whatever happened between the pair of them, um, like I looked at it instantly, I just went, we were in the car on the way back from the studio and I was Googling it and I saw the picture, so I was like, oh, okay. And um, it was, the kissing thing was so by the by. It was, um, and and also like the because I thought that they I I thought that they were having an affair like I thought they were, and I didn't want to believe that they were and I thought they were, um, and yeah I was right about that but it was more like okay if I was right about this, um, does that mean that you've been covering up stuff by calling me mental? Does that mean that like actually I'm not? Mm. and that was what was that was the big deal about it that was the big deal and I really just wanted to make it you know I just want to make it super clear as well that um this isn't about cheating and I don't think it is about cheating for many many women who are in the same position that I am like cheating is hurtful and hard and stuff but I'd already felt like in that relationship I felt like shit about myself anyway like I, I just felt really crap like and I did you know I didn't feel confident in myself. I didn't feel whatever. So, like, it kind of stands to reason that, like, other people would be really attractive because, like, I kind of wasn't that, like, I guess there's not really very much that's sort of sexually alluring about somebody that has no confidence and that's someone that doesn't really, you know, that that doesn't really know themselves. And um, and so I kind of was like, yeah, sure, like, whatever. The weird thing about it is still keeping me there. And, like, still needing me on some level. And, like, mm. if I try and leave, which I did do, like, needing me so much and asking me to stay and, I don't know. Mm. Yeah. That's sort of, yeah. So there's so much about it. There's so much that isn't about a snog in the street that was on the front page of the sun, you know? Yeah. No, but that's the tip of the, or, you know, the, what's it called? The the straw that broke the camel's back. There was all, all the other shit. All yeah. the other shit. The iceberg <laughs> that broke the camel's back. Yeah, yeah I, I mean, that's what I'm that's yeah. what I'm getting at. <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah. So, <laughs> so, but, it was, yeah. It was, but it was, I mean... It's the best thing that could happen, in a yeah, way. Yeah, no, because well, I would never have found out about it ever. I think yeah. you made it yours with that because that statement you did, and to be honest, that was that was the moment which I took an interest because like yeah. I said, I don't really care about Strictly, I don't really care about him. And mm. um, but somehow I saw your statement, and it was so strong, and it wasn't angry, and it wasn't mental. No, and and it was just you laying out actually my side of the story without rage and bitterness which you had every right to fucking have by yeah. the way yeah. but you were just like going I tell you what actually this is what's going on and it was one of just the most powerful because usually in oh. these situations you know the girlfriend sort of fades away and yeah, it's, very, her... it's all about being dignified mm. and very quiet oh and... god yeah don't, I know it like Fuck everyone was that. telling me like oh just don't say anything you know I got that a lot I got told not to say anything quite a lot like oh you're so dignified you know that's strictly everyone saw you on Saturday night like filmed in the audience you know crying with pride and I was I was so proud of him you know I was so thrilled for him that he had um he had kind of uh taken joy in something that I loved which is dancing even though he was shit at it even though he was shit at it very (laughs) flat-footed yes (laughs) point the fucking toes Sean oh right um, but but, um, but yeah I I I um yeah so, was, so, but you thought, but you thought, no, I'm going to fucking say something. I absolutely, am say something. Mm. absolutely. I felt as though, um, you know what? There was that. I I've been so incredibly lucky and so um, 
amazed and and invigorated by the amount of support that I've had that actually like the couple of people that have had something to say about it are sort of quite by the by because as well like as soon as someone did have something to say about it that was negative like they get destroyed by like all the fierce bitches that are like in my corner which is just amazing Mm. but um you know, someone said something which is hilarious with that, oh, this is just on the back of the hashtag Me Too movement. And I was like, well, yeah. What? <laughs> like, so this, like, why are you saying that in a belittling way? Like, of course it is. Of course, like, I'm emboldened by the fact that people are suddenly going, actually, this is my story and I'm not afraid of it. Um, mm. I think that I no, think it's really inspiring. The, the shame is not on you. Absolutely, mm. it isn't on me. And I think this is, this is, you know, and I, oh, I feel so strongly about that that it's always the woman who absorbs it I was like you know you're the support you're the support team oh he's going through a hard time so you take a step back and we get that in parenthood where mothers are at home and it's like well the you know the poor husband's out working and it's like Mm. no the poor fucking mum is doing the hard yard yeah and it's always about you know you bearing that shame absolutely and that was so brilliant and you just well I wasn't ashamed of anything and that's what I think was really important it was like I don't feel shamed I don't feel humiliated like I actually really really want to want to publicly represent how I actually feel before the sun tells the world how I feel yeah or like Mm. before you know and there I am you know on Saturday in my white dress like my little white lacy dress from All Saints and and Katia's there like in this black leather catsuit it's i mean it's the narrative writes itself that this sort of like virgin is sitting in the audience you know being the madonna and this sort of sex part is there dancing with my boyfriend and she snogs him in the street and actually like it would just have been so easy for them to have kind of maneuvered me into this hole that was this kind of like um exactly exactly that sort of virginal girl next door thing and i was like actually i'm not i'm, I'm not that like I, <laughs> that sounds like i'm like i'm a slag too yeah <laughs> but like i did it three times this morning <laughs> <laughs> but like you know I, I i was like actually no i'm not any of those things i'm a i'm a, I'm a fully formed human being that it, and it's not your job to tell the world who i am yeah i'm yeah. I'm intelligent. You're not fucking royal. You don't have to sit there and keep a fucking straight. Well, that was the best thing about it. The best, the best thing about it was that I knew I had. If I wanted to say something, I knew it had to be soon. And then, and then, lo and behold, there comes Sean and Katia's statement publicly. um, That is in 140 characters, or however many there are on Twitter now. I can't keep up. But um, that says, you know, how very sorry they are. It was all very contrite. It was all very sort of um, managed. Hmm. if you like by the BBC and by their PR teams and stuff like that and I was like hang on I don't have that I don't have a PR team um I don't have uh, I'm not I'm, I've not signed a contract with a big corporation I'm not making money and I don't have to be careful about my wage slip being in jeopardy I don't have any of that stuff I can say what the fuck I want yeah. and I will <laughs> yeah, yeah. and actually that's a real opportunity it's like you know I can choose how I'm represented here like and I can be really authentic in a way that they can't. Yeah. They're not allowed. And yeah. I am. Because um, because I'm not, I don't answer to anybody other than myself. And, you know, and, and I think that's really important. It's really important to to look at things like Twitter and social media and say, actually, this 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 can be used for some good, actually. Yeah. I think. I mean, it was a mass... I'm talking about it like I'm, you know, sort of mastermind. Like, But <laughs> obviously it was a huge risk because I, I honestly, and I mean this honestly, I thought, I said to my friends who were sitting there, you know, um, in, in the front room with me, uh, when I was about to, you know, when I'd written it, I was like, we have, to, we have to be really conscious here that this might get about 50 likes from, our, from, my, from my friendship circle and that this isn't going to have an impact. But 
regardless of that, I still have to say it. Yeah. It's, you know, we, we're thinking that actually, because the mirror are calling me, say, or like sending me emails saying, oh, you know, would you be interested in, in saying something on the front page, you know, and all this stuff. And I'm getting offered lots of money from lots of places to do things. And I was like, actually, you know, I kind of suspected that people were waiting to hear my side of the story. But, you know, I had to really be prepared that, um, that no one would give a shit. Mm. And, um, and so, if no one was going to give a shit, I had to do it for myself. It was really and scary. it turns out loads of people Did gave give a, a shit. massive <laughs> shit. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't give a huge shit, yes. for example. Yeah. Yes. Um, yeah. yeah. So now, like, for anyone maybe I'm thinking who's listened to this and thinking, shit, I think I might be in the shit. Like, yeah. I think I might be in mm. the, this, this kind of relationship. And it's unlikely that my partner will go on Strictly, get caught snogging the found, street, and yeah. that be a catalyst for me getting out of this yeah, like yeah like what advice do you have I, I mean i've had this question a lot because lots of people have come forward um prior- hey it's danny pellegrino from everything iconic ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget check out quince they've got all the good stuff shirts and polos activewear and fine leather goods all at 50 to 80 percent less than other high-end brands and the best part they're all about safe ethical and responsible manufacturing Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Privately, on social media, actually, really? and yeah, and wanted to talk to me about it and ask me questions. And the answer, the answer that I give them, I mean, I'm I'm definitely not qualified to um to to give any kind of proper advice. I can just speak from experience, and um, and that is exactly what I said in the statement, which is tell some really, really, really close friends that you really trust, um. And be be open and honest with them because when I started that, that Sunday after I had left, I, got, I went home. I took my shit and took and, and literally took the cat and left. And um, and that Sunday when friends started calling me, you know, obviously people aren't gonna like you say um, have that experience where everyone just knows and so they get this outpouring of, of support from their friends. Like I, my phone, you know, was red hot. Everyone wanted to get in touch with me and tell me that they were thinking of me, and, and it was amazing. But um, but talking to my friends and actually speaking candidly about it for the first time and and being honest with them was just I mean it was such a relief mm. and I don't think I'd ever really understood about a, you know the cliche of a weight being lifted before that point it was like I was flying being able to speak to people and it was a really really positive experience and I actually think that there's a lot of dread about 
telling somebody something um, or speaking to a, to a mate in that circumstance because of the consequences that might happen like the what ifs what if they drag me out of there what if they do that or what if they don't believe you is that a thing yeah, that, yeah. what if they don't believe you um but I actually think that the don't believe thing, like I think because of stories, I mean, dare I say it, it sounds like, you know, it's so grim me talking about myself in a way that's like inspirational. <laughs> but um, but because of because of stories like my own story and like yeah. so many others being out there, I think that people are actually beginning to really understand that this is a real problem and that this is something that people have to be believed in. And um, so I'm quite hopeful about that. And everybody believed you, who you told. Everyone was, yeah. Everybody believed me. Everybody believed me. Um, And, like, Sean didn't really know any of my friends. Like, not properly. Like, um, which is, you know, a bit of a red flag. Mm. (laughs) Anyway, like, he didn't... We were together five and a half years and he barely knew any of them. And, um, And even so, even with them not knowing who he you know, who he was and knowing him at all, they still believed me. But um, but I think that actually, like, talking to talking to someone really close to you, to a friend, I mean, a relative is a bit... I would reckon, I, I would say a friend because a relative's really different because they're always going to have your... Um, they're always going to have a, a history with you, I think, that is going to be kind of blindly positive. Right. And actually, talking to a friend, like, friends know, like, you can be a bit of a dick sometimes in a way that your family... I think, um, like, kind of don't don't want to know the nitty gritties about it. And also, you can talk to you. I, I, like, I, I don't really talk to my family about things like sex and all that stuff. Like, I can talk no, to my friends weird. about it's that. Weird. It's too weird. It's yeah. too weird. So I would say talk to a talk to a friend, talk to a really close friend, because I think that don't anticipate like all the difficult stuff about talking to a friend. Like, enjoy the relief of it. It's mm. gonna be big. Like, it's it it will feel really big. And exactly. so, yeah, and also. I often, you know, and I think we've talked about this a lot on this podcast, is that, you know, especially when you're feeling insecurities about motherhood and whether you're alone and you're the only one feeling these feelings, mm-hmm. it turns out you're not. Oh, I mean, I'm, I'm out, proof of that. Yeah, exactly. Like, fucking you. And I you're had... not, you're not mental. You're not crazy. You, you've just been fucked over. Yeah. And, um, yeah. and it's so important. And I think I think that's the biggest the biggest fear because you start believing. If you you kept drip, 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 feeding all those nasty things about yourself. Yeah. And you will believe it. And of then, course. And all that doubt, all that doubt, um, you know, just rests with you. Like, oh, I'm not good enough. And I, and that and that's that control. That's the control of that. And yeah. I, think, I think people are so frightened because they you know and it's that weird mix between love and vulnerability and then all your self-confidence is completely destroyed and, and you're like oh no it's fine and I don't want to rock the boat and I don't want to be difficult it's really difficult yeah. isn't it like you're, you're absolutely right and I think that you just use one of my favorite words which is vulnerability and actually I think that like vulnerability is a really really positive thing and it's something that should be celebrated yeah because allowing yourself to be vulnerable is the only way that like you can be you can really experience love you know like you like it's the only way that yeah. because and 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 being proud of your vulnerability is a really nice thing but when your vulnerability is used against you it's just such an abusive thing mm. because because it's um it's very it's also it's also really fucking easy and like 
just so boring like to to make someone feel vulnerable or like to, to someone who is vulnerable like to make them feel even more vulnerable it's like wow that's really you know revelate like revolutionary well done mm. <laughs> um, it's, like, it's not Machiavelli's greatest oh, strategy exactly I'm feeling a bit like, shit I'm going to make you feel a bit feel more a bit, shit feel a bit more yeah. shit but I'm going to use those things about you that you don't really like to make you feel even worse about yourself like yeah. oh mm-hmm. you know well done Einstein so do you think like, you'll ever get back together <laughs> one more chance well no, it takes two. <laughs> oh my god Christ yeah oh it's, god. Um, it's quite the saga isn't it so how are things now <laughs> that's great I mean I'm living I'm living my living best with, life living with a drag queen and a cat to be honest I'm that sounds my, fucking great yeah <laughs> I'm living my absolute best life you know it's um <laughs> It's sort of probably in truffles for breakfast. <laughs> we want to be in your house, Rebecca. <laughs> yeah. It's oh. really great. You know, I'm, I feel really, really free. I feel like I can do whatever the shit I want you, at any given can. moment. And yeah. I can. Like, yeah. Have some more Prosecco for starters. <laughs> yeah, yeah. My, my, my glass is empty all of a sudden. I don't yeah. understand why. Please give me some more. I mean, I'm, I'm not... It's really funny because, like, I'm going out with people at the minute and I'm going on dates and stuff and I'm finding myself going... Ugh, I'm I'm too busy for this like I'm I'm actually I don't want to have to compromise all the stuff that I'm really enjoying about my life like going to my dance class on a Thursday night like going to the theatre like going out with my friends like on all of these things that I'm really enjoying I don't want to have to compromise that to like maybe get into another relationship I I'm really enjoying my own company and so this is like not a thing and obviously that ambivalence is like catnip isn't it I mean yeah. <laughs> like oh my god she doesn't oh. give a fuck about me yeah. <laughs> on, me on, on. Yeah, okay. <laughs> And are you going to do, are you doing more acting stuff? Are you going to... Yeah, yeah. I'm about to do a TV show, actually. I'm, I'm in a drama, which I can't talk about. But Ooh. I'm... Um, but I start... The Sean Walsh story. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a biopic. Yeah, it sounds amazing. I'm yeah. starting my own biopic. You play him, obviously. <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> um, wow. I'm of a newborn baby, and I'm actually really excited about doing that because um, I really want to say something about the way that new mums are represented in on telly i've got two friends who've just just had babies and turns out you can still be really fucking cool and like Mm. really um really sexy and still have a have a great life and great social network and be witty and all of these things even though even though you've got a baby what a what a huge deal and, um, and or you I'm, can just stay in and eat fucking biscuits and, and it's up to you yeah, yeah exactly but you can still retain your sense of self and I yeah. think that actually like I really wanted to make it I really wanted it to be really important with this character that um, that she wasn't defined by the fact that she was a mum mm. and and uh, and their writer's really on board with that so we're kind of talking about that quite a lot it's really cool I can't like this time last year I mean my myself and my life was just completely different like mm. it was it was wildly different to how it is at the moment mm. and i think that that's like i think that's a really important message to get out there actually everything can go, can do a 180 in the best possible way and it has for me and um and i was really 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 resigned to living that way forever mm. turns think, out you don't have to and it's great yeah and it, and it's that weird survival mode and i'm sure all listeners can identify you know with the you know everyone's had shit times in their lives Mm -hmm. and when you're out of it you're like how was I living how was I doing that Mm, you know and you kind of want to go back and shake 
the old you. Of, so yeah. Why did you put up with that bullshit? Why did and you do all, it? Yeah, it is. It's really hard. And I've, you know, I've had difficulties in, in my, you know, relationships and difficulties, you know, in, in lots of parts of my life. And, and, you know, and you do, you do get through it. But yeah, and, and I'm sure there's listeners going through really hard times at the moment, but it's so fantastic to hear mm. your story. And maybe we can all one day live with drag queens and cats. I mean, yes. that's, that's the dream. That, that's the dream. <laughs> that's that going to be the name of the old people's home that I'm going <laughs> to I'm going to trademark oh my gosh so all, all the staff are drag queens they can do what they like at night but in the day they have to come and bring hello gorgeous yes perform for us at lunch time right. yes they've done the show it's raining men okay again yes. absolutely yeah clear bar through Tuesday yeah. it's raining men in the home <laughs> God, that would make getting old just oh, tremendous, wouldn't it? Right. We'll reserve your bed if you like. If yeah. you would, yeah. yeah. Because really we found it to get with you here, I feel like you should have first dibs. I probably yeah. should, yeah. yeah. All right. Oh, and we'll just smoke and drink because that's all you can do towards the end. Everything else. Yeah, fuck oh, it. We, we, we could put, um, we could tie little, maybe it's just a step too far, tie little ashtrays to the cat's heads. Oh, so, they're real, oh, so they can, yeah. That's it, that's it. Maybe that's too weird. I don't know. I don't know. I think anything goes in this home. Anything goes in cats and drag queens. It does. Screw, screw like playing bridge. You just want like sequins day and then yes, like, cocktails yes. day. That's Category it. is yeah. period Barbara Streisand. <laughs> That's what you want. Oh, did you know? I, I found something out about Barbara Streisand the other day, which really this is going on a massive tangent, but it's always worth talking about. Did you always know Barbara Streisand. Please say she had an affair with Sean Walsh. <laughs> Oh, you good luck to him. Yeah, that'd almost be good. Um, <laughs> did you know about her underground shopping mall? What? What? Okay. What? <laughs> look, look it up, everyone. This is a true story. Barbara Streisand has an underground shopping mall so that she can go down there and live her live her best life. And just she's got like loads of shops, and obviously she owns all the merch down there. But she's bought it. She's got loads of shops, and she just goes down there, and they employ out of work actors to work in the shops. What? I know, I know, you're a gog, both of you. But this is absolutely what? true. Please look it up. What? <laughs> yeah, and I know this because an actor did a show about it off Broadway because he oh used God. to work in like a teddy bear <gasps> shop that was down there in her underground shopping mall and she would sort of come in and browse you know her own her own stuff that she owns and like this is like play the role Jackson and had his own fairground yeah it's like Neverland right the Neverland Ranch but at least that's like a fucking fairground like just like yeah. But wait, yeah. so do, do the out of work actors like work there all the time? That, that was, like, she's like, I'm going to go they, on Tuesday. They hire them. I all think they so. I think Tuesday. she's like puts it in her diary. Like I'll go shopping that day, and then they all go down down. It's stuff this. that she's already bought. So she owns it, of course, because it's under her house. So that like, she'll go in and like you know just be perusing um, you know these these teddy bears and go how much is this? <laughs> and like and, wow. and he'll have to go um, there's, Barbara. That's fifty nine dollars, and she's like okay. Okay, and then like actually parts cash with it, like with, like um, at the at the till and goes back and it goes back into her. But like it's just it's just the kind of living the fantasy of being like a normal woman. But I'm telling you, this is real. You must look it up. It's been in Harper's Bazaar. This happened. Harper's Bazaar. Harper's Bazaar. Wow. Yeah, I know. So I, have, I have heard of some like you know rich people having like sex dungeons and stuff, but this this <laughs> is a whole new level. This is definitely what I would have well, instead of a sex dungeon. When you say it like that, which would you rather have? <laughs> oh, <laughs> nice whips and chains, yes. or a very strong branch of John Lewis. Oh, what would you rather right. have? Unfettered access exactly. to Take my own private costa. Yes. <laughs> oh. Oh, I'd have a Nando's. 
had Fernando's. Oh, lovely. Yeah, it turns yes. out she's, got, she's onto something, ladies. Really? She's yeah. onto something. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Space NK and a Byron underground. <laughs> Thanks very much. We've just described Utopia, I think. <laughs> we've got both cats and drag queens. Guys, wait! <laughs> we'll build an underground shopping mall under cats and drag queens! <laughs> oh, God. Yes! It's and nice. drag queens can work in the oh. shops as well. Oh, my God. Amazing. Can you imagine, you know, oh. going downstairs to your underground boots and a man oh. dressed as Beyonce showing where the contact lens solution is? I mean, it's the dream. It's the oh, fucking God. dream, yes. It's always on She's head. onto something. Right. Oh, Babs. Well, that's good. That's our old age sorted. Yes. <laughs> now, so we've covered that. We've covered that. I feel like, I feel like we, we're sort of drawing to a close. Now, I know you've listened to the podcast, so you, you know that we have scummy mummy confessions, right? Right. I've been... I, I've been thinking about this and obviously now I've gone blank because I've had um, one and a half glasses of Prosecco. <laughs> oh, she's anybody's now. So I... All right. Always <laughs> <laughs> a good way to start a story. This anyway. Is, okay. Look. <laughs> right. Okay. I once murdered a man. Okay. I've said it. Okay. Man. So, so this is a cat mum story. So I once... <laughs> um, sometimes you get to the end of, you know, your cat's luxury Lily's Kitchen organic cat food because I love my cat so much and I love bomb him with things like that just so that he knows that I really care and um and I got to the end and I order it from Amazon and it's such a ball ache because obviously it kind of arrives the next day and so I didn't really have anything to feed him um of an evening so I <laughs> I ordered a delivery from Nando's which I ate and then I just washed off the peri peri sauce <laughs> Him sort of wet, wet chicken that I had discarded. You had wow, but I, 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 because I really shared a meal, you shared a meal because I really, really like um, the hot nanas and I just wasn't prepared to compromise in that sense. Um, you weren't going going lemon pepper, no, I wasn't gonna do that. I wasn't gonna go lemon and perv, like, I'm not, I'm not a pervert, like, I I can can handle it. So, I, I, yeah, so that was that was actually quite recent. Um, Sort of definitely within the last two days. Um, yeah. do, do you let your cat kiss you on the mouth? No, oh, I don't do God. that. No, I'd have had to throw you out. I'd yeah, have to throw you out. I think right. I, I find that really, really weird actually. And actually, um, <laughs> Sean used to do that, and I thought it was just <gasps> so creepy. It's like, God, I'm weirdo. I mean, I should have known then, shouldn't I? <laughs> Red flag. That is one of the classic red flags. They do say that, don't yeah, they? Yeah, yeah. In all the leaflets. Oh, that's so, it. Yeah. If you kiss cats on the mouth, if you yeah. Kiss your pets on the mouth. What the hell are you right. doing? Yeah, you're they wrong. have a little. They have a little symbol with like a man kissing a cat and just an extra. Yeah. <laughs> but is that a good embarrassing story? I, think I, like, I like it. I like it a lot. Yeah, to, to, it. Wa- to wash off your extra hot nando. I mean, to, just the yeah. image of you rinsing a nando's under the tap. I think is very yeah. strong visually. Helen, do you have a story? I'm just trying to think. Oh, there's so many humiliating things that I that I do. I had a massive pimple on my labia, and that that arrived on St <laughs> Valentine's Day, and that like I was trying to squeeze it in in the shower, and I thought. This is not. This is not a very romantic thing. Are you sure it's a pimple? Are you sure it wasn't your clitoris? <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I found out? It'll be a pimple. Oh. What a nice conversation to be having. I know. Like. I know, I was just like, because you, yeah, you, you, you know you do your general kind of clean uh, down there. Uh, I was just, you know, just cleaning Douche. it out. And then I was like, jet wash. Yeah. <laughs> Hose it down. 
That's right. Got a broom. You know, did a few stiff uh, swipes, and then um, yeah, I was like, oh, that's a bit funny. Uh, and then I just like, oh, do I do I squeeze? I didn't even know what it was. I'm not very. Familiar you definitely with squeeze it because squeezing any spot of any kind of any part of your body is just such an incredible feeling. It's a wonderful. It's a wonderful event, really. Yeah, oh, I was very. So it's almost a treat. I know. Happy <laughs> to St. find Val- one there. Happy St Valentine's Day to me. <laughs> very very nice. Oh. I found out an interesting fact today because I'm. I'm doing a, a little side hustle uh, podcast project on um, body image, and I found out that your clitoris keeps growing. What? Like, what? Yes, it's a science. Wait a minute. My yes. grandmother lived to be 100. It must have been the size of a face. <laughs> exactly. What are you talking about? <laughs> right. Like your ears and your nose, your clitoris keeps growing. And so. No. Yes. I've read on the internet. <laughs> so not I also read on the internet that vaccinations give you autism. <laughs> <laughs> they don't, everyone, just no, to be clear. No, I read it, I've, I've read it on several websites that your clitoris gets bigger and by the time you're older, it's two and a half times... That it was when it began. Um, like as in, what do you mean older? In, what like fifty? Like yeah, yeah, yeah. And so that's why they said women reach their sexual peak much later oh. in life. That's why they get a bit horny. Because it's easy for blokes to find it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they're <laughs> <laughs> second head. Say, yeah. carrying a fucking satsuma down. There. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so oh my god. And so you meant to have better orgasms when you're older, and lots of well, if we have any older listeners listening, with their massive clitoris, yes, yeah, with your big clitoris. <laughs> If your clitoris has swelled to the size of a grapefruit, please do write in. Send us a picture. So I was talking about what, if, like, imagine if you had. Do you get more than one clitoris? Like, did they? I'm, I don't know. I'm opening my legs. Opening your legs. She did it like a bird spread. <laughs> but then that's what you'll have to do later in life with those massive, yeah. massive big knob. Yeah, oh, no, it's when it's massive. I know exactly. Legs. Yeah. Brilliant, like a big shiny conker. <laughs> Absolutely cannot wait. Like a little chopper chop. <laughs> oh yes. Yeah, like a chopper chop. <laughs> We're gonna be sitting there in our in, in drag queen our drag queen home with our massive clitoris. Absolutely and living our best life with massive cat and ashtrays on their heads wandering around everywhere. You know how you have them. You know how you have like massage chairs have a hole for your face? You're going to have armchairs. Shut up! With like just a little kit hole in the middle. Slot it through there. Dangles down. Like a stalactite. What can I say? I did not know that fact. Did you know that fact? Absolutely not. I've learned something tonight, haven't I? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, you know, it's all very well, you know, talking about, you know, how to get out of an abusive relationship, but that's the the real shit. Yeah, exactly. This is real talk. This is the the takeaway, really. really (laughs) You just want to hear about Barbara Streisand underground mal a massive clip this is it this is why I, I love this podcast I sort of stop caring about anyone else fucking thinks about it oh my it. god that's this right is, we've, we've covered we've covered oh. we've filled all the holes that's what I'm saying we've filled all the holes um, I've had a really good time for like half an hour ago I was like really moved and having this really intense experience with you and I was, yeah, I was like this woman's amazing and having all these thoughts about how amazing you are and now here we are just talking about fucking cats yeah. and kits yeah it's, oh, that's, you know. that's, that's the good stuff isn't it yes <laughs> it's the good shit um, I can't thank you enough for coming on and oh. thank you for talking about all that shit because it must be you know is it difficult maybe it's not I don't know do you know what actually I think that pe- a lot a lot of people were um, were quite prepared to be quite sort of sympathetic and you know head cocked to one side and and to sort of you know nod solemnly when I talk about things. But actually, I find it I, I do find it really um, 
I, I find it really interesting to talk about it and to hear other people's takes on it. And I'm, you know, it's like we were saying, like, I'm certainly not ashamed of it. I'm certainly, you know, not humiliated by it. I think that it's really, um, I think it's really cool to talk about these things in, like, mm. a really candid way and a really grown-up way yeah. as well. Well, if, what, what bad can come of it, you know, mm. she says. And there is one grown-up on this sofa, and it is you. So thank you, <laughs> thank you for being that grown-up yes. next to these pathetic children <laughs> with their filth and their nonsense. I think you're very cool grown-ups, actually. Oh. I think you've had too much Prosecco. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> no, you've been an amazing guest. Thank you so much. Oh, thank wow. you very much. It's been great. Uh, and people, where can people find The Trowel, your beauty blog? Oh, so it's thetrowel.co.uk. Okay, and where, where can we follow you? On uh, Instagram and Twitter at Bexhumps. Is that Bex, B-E-C-K-S? B-E-C-K-S-H-U-M-P-S. And you can follow us at Scammy Mummies. That's right. And please rate, review and subscribe to the podcast. And our book, Ellie. Still in print, mate. Still in print. Still uh, as at the time of recording. Uh, and we are touring all over the fucking shop, aren't we, Ellie? All over. And Up we're and going down. to... Da, 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 da. Edinburgh! Yes. Are you trying to do a Scottish accent? Edinburgh. 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 Cool. Oh, well, brilliant. Thanks again, Rebecca. And thank you very much for listening. Hooray! Until next time. Bye-bye! Bye! And I was listening to Radio 4, just slightly drifting off to sleep. And there there was you. There was you. There, there were you. How did we say it? I could hear you. There you were. <laughs> there you were. Oh, my God. I've, I had three sips of Prosecco. <laughs> there was you. There she was on the radio. <laughs> there was you. You was. Were you? I was there. Were you there? Was you? <laughs> you was. You was there. Um, talking about fucking charcoal. Activated charcoal. Acti- it has to be activated. Yeah. Yes. I mean, it's, it's all very sad. Have you activated charcoal, Rebecca? <laughs> God. <laughs> It's Friday night. I can't oh, I'm sorry. Into this. this wait, is wait. science. No, I, I, no. Let's not go there. But did you know that apparently they use charcoal in A and E? This is something that one of the one of the scientists was talking about when she was a doctor, junior doctor. They used to use charcoal, activated charcoal in A and E for people who had alcohol poisoning to draw the moisture or to draw like the excess moisture out of them. Like they used to pump people with the stuff. So actually, it kind of goes back to it draws stuff out of you. So actually it does have a function in that sense. So it's not all bollocks. Like it, activated charcoal does... Actual all... doctors have used it on alcoholics. Actual doctors Sounds have used like it on alcoholics. Can it, so... can it extract your bitterness and rage? Because I think a lot of mums could use that. Oh my God, take your charcoal, love. Calm yeah. down. <laughs> Some things that even charcoal won't do. <laughs> it's not fucking magic. Oh, wow. 
Lottery. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.